This is the Sixers Group Therapy Podcast. Make sure you subscribe and give us a five-star rating or review on Apple Podcasts. We'd love to read it on the pod. Today, we have a one-on-one session with June Wan. He will give us all of his thoughts on the Sixers 2-0 lead in the series against the Washington Wizards. The Ben that we've been wanting to see. Tobias Harris continues to prove us wrong. Embiid looks like he's locked in. Dybul's defense, Maxi deserves shakes minutes. And finally, we'll give you another updated end of the season prediction. So with all that being said, here is First Name Dane. Another one-on-one edition of Sixers Group Therapy. I am your host, Alex Wynn, a.k.a. Nuge. Unfortunately, Dave and Joe are not with us today, but hopefully they're enjoying themselves. They're in Miami for Dave's bachelor party. So, guys, hope you're enjoying yourselves. Uh, you know, kill it, uh, kill it down there in the city where they're getting – they're about to get swept, you know. So, but the show must go on. And because the Sixers have taken a 2-0 lead in a playoff series for the first time since 2003, after a blowout win in Game 2 versus the Wizards, I am joined by the asshole who dumped the popcorn on Russell Westbrook. (laughs) Jude, why did you do it? Dude, if the FBI was actually listening to this and that, like listening to the Sixers Group Therapy podcast, <laughs> they, they might they might shut us down. They might cancel us. No, no, they would be they, careful they, there. <laughs> they already got the guy right. They they ejected him. They they released a statement today that they revoked his season tickets. Like, can you imagine being that loser who you you couldn't go to a game for a year, and the first thing you fucking do is, is the most disrespectful act you could possibly think of, and now you're banned from having season tickets. Like, what a fucking loser. Like, I feel like the past, like, 18 months, he must have really enjoyed himself. Like, you go back to your stadium, and that's the first thing you want to do is waste $10 on a popcorn and dump it on an injured player. Like, what the hell's going on? And and he was injured. He's walking off the court injured. And, uh, what an asshole. Right. Probably a $10 popcorn. Like, what? this makes me lose hope for humanity. Like, why would anyone ever think that's a good idea? You know, not uh, you only know. the Wells Fargo, he should be banned from like every Philly all sporting events. Arena. Or, yeah, all of them. And even Xfinity. He should be banned from Xfinity. Let's <laughs> get out of Philadelphia. You're, you're banned from Philadelphia. Move to Marlton. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> did you see uh did you see the fan in MSG who spit at Trey Young? That's crazy. That, like spitting on know, someone in the pandemic. And you know, like uh not even Trey Young. 50 Cent was between them. Was it 50 Cent? It was 50 Someone Cent. Famous. Someone next to him. And then it was like Julianne Moore. Do you know the actress? She was in like a – she's in a bunch of shit. But uh, if you saw Crazy Stupid Love with um, Steve Carell, I think she's the wife. Oh. She was – it was okay. most random. It's 50 Cent and then Julianne Moore. But uh, anyway, like, it was so annoying to see Twitter after it and, like, mm. everyone's 
you know, Philly Twitter is always going to argue about things. They're arguing about whether, like, are we assholes? Are we not assholes? We probably are assholes, but, like, I don't think this you can categorize us as a fan base based on the action of this one stupid idiot. Um, like, there are some people saying, like, because people were, like, obviously up in arms about this, like, hey, you make Philly look bad. Like, everyone's going to trash Philly. Like, they're probably going to talk about this for the next 10 years because of this one idiot. <laughs> You know, it's it snowballs at Santa 2.0, but like yep. then there's like the people were saying like, oh, like I thought, you know, Philly, I thought you don't care that people like you. Well, it's not. It's it's like it's different when we say we don't care that people like us or not. When it's like, hey, the process was right. Uh, Embiid's better than Gobert. Gobert stinks. You know, things like that. You know, mm-hmm. Go Birds versus the Vikings. It's different when like everyone thinks you're like they keep saying the fans dumped the popcorn on Russell. It was one guy. It was one guy. Fuck that dude. Uh, to, but to, to be honest, we are probably. <laughs> I mean, when they threw the popcorn, or no, when the guy, let me correct myself, when the guy threw the popcorn, there were two guys in front of the guy who threw the popcorn. They, they were pointing at him like, hey, it was him, it was him. Good. And then I actually saw him, the guy get escorted out of the, out of the building. Good, so good. I'm, you, I'm, glad they, I'm glad they pointed him out. He was yeah. actually in the same section as one of my coworkers. Oh, yeah, man. she was like way in front of him. Oh, here he was way in front of her, but um, but yeah, fuck that guy. Hope he never goes to another Philadelphia game. Uh, but after this, like, I'm done talking about him. Like, I don't want to talk about it anymore. Like, it's enough. Like, there, there are some people like, like the self righteous Twitter saying, wow, we're the worst fan base in the, in the United States. Come on, like, like. Yes, he should be banned. Yes, Russell Westbrook, the, the, like the side, like he should be able to kick his ass, like in a street mm-hmm. fight. But like, this is even a top ten worst things fans have done mm. in a stadium in the last few years. Like, I, I'm not talking about it. No more talking about it. We're gonna jump to game two, <laughs> and I want to start with Benjamin Simmons. Twenty-two points, nine rebounds, eight assists. He looked fantastic, Jim. He he was awesome. Mm-hmm. Might have been the best playoff game he's played besides that uh, maybe the Nets game. Nets game, game three when MB was out. June, is this the Ben Simmons we need? It is, right? I mean, it, it is like I would love to see this on a daily. Like every game he shows up like this with this aggression with that mentality that he had. I don't, I don't know what was with him. Maybe he read Twitter. He was listening to WIP or something about him only scoring six points. But, oh, oh, I mean, it is what we need, but do I expect it out of him every game? Like, I, I think based on our history with him the past few years, like, I think that's out the window. Like, I know we're not going to get it from him every night. But the fact, but if he does it a little bit more consistently, like maybe two, two, two in a playoff series, like two games per out of seven, if he shows up like that, I, I'd be pretty happy. How about four games? Oh, those could be wins. It. <laughs> could, those could be wins, though. <laughs> you know, um, it's just like we've always been saying it, and he he seems like he it kind of clicked in his head last night. Like, dude, you're bigger, you're stronger, you're more athletic than. Ish Smith and mm-hmm. even Westbrook and Beal. Like, Beal can't guard him. The first play of the game, he took Beal all the way down to the post and did his little hook shot. And, like, he finally decided, like, yeah, I'm just going to go through you. And 
you're right. Like he may not do this every game, but uh, if we get this Ben, we could win the championship. If, if he's playing like the, if he's playing at this level, that's the Ben we need. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what we need. We, we, um, you know, I'm not, I've said it earlier. I'm not going to get on him shooting because we've accepted what he is. And, you know, mm-hmm. this is who we have right now, but this is the best version of Ben. Mm-hmm. If we have that Ben versus the Nets or the Bucks or the Lakers or the Jazz, whatever, who, whoever we would see in the finals if we got there, I, I think I like our chances, man. I really do. Yeah, I mean, an aggressive Ben basically puts him at, in our roster, the second option for the team, right? Like a second offensive option to the team. Yeah. Well, he's, I mean, he's going to be controlling the game. I'll tell you that. I mean, because I bring that up because if he's a second option, then now we have Toby being the true third option that he's like born to be instead of the second option that kind of has to find a way to create for himself and for others, which, which I think if Ben is doing this on a consistent basis, basically being our second option, he's not only going to be, you know, forcing himself in the paint, draw some fouls, get some easy buckets, but he's he's going to distribute the ball to everyone else on the team. And with Toby, I don't think he's there to be the second option. Like, he's way better for us as a third option. So whenever Ben's aggressive and showing these flashes of what he can do, oh, man, it's – the world is – oh, it's ours. <laughs> it's ours. Like, even the half court – Constant movement, setting picks, rolling. There were so many times where Toby on a pick and roll found him on like an. Do you see when uh, Toby hurt his ankle? He he got him on an alley oop. Uh, bad night for ankles, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Toby Westbrook, Seth. Uh, I I hope Seth's okay. I don't think we got an official uh, update on Seth. I hope he's fine. But uh, yeah, like that's that's the creation we need from him and. Uh, I've been thinking about it. Like, we're playing the Wizards, right? Not a great team. But then, like, you know, they were 17 and five in the last 22 games or something like that. They were like the hottest team in the NBA. And uh, I even think they were like, they in those 22 games, they cracked the top 10 on defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, you know, we're, we're, I don't think this is a jinx or anything because I, I think this is a true fact. Because if we don't get to the Eastern Conference Finals, it's a huge, huge, huge embarrassment. Like one of the worst in Philly sports history. Um, we'll play either the Knicks or the Hawks. I don't think either of them or the team that will be like, we're going to stop Ben Simmons. You know what I mean? They're not like the, the 2018 Celtics or the 2019 Raptors or anything like that. And so if we get past them, uh, I'm going to still say if because it's the Sixers and I wouldn't be, you know, nothing would surprise me. Um, and we play the Nets in the Eastern Conference Finals. Like the Nets, although I think they don't get, you know, I think they get shot on their defense too much. I think they'll be fine because they'll they'll step it up in the, in the postseason. The Nets aren't that like defensive monster that would, mm-hmm. you know, hold Ben you know, to the way the, the Celtics and the Raptors did and just like totally shut them down. So Ben might be fine in a series versus them. If we can keep up our defense, man, I maybe we could beat the Nets. What do you think? I'm, I'm glad you brought the Nets up already because I think a few pods ago we talked about like trading twos for threes. 
Like, what if the Nets game plan is actually because you know, I, I I also don't think anyone on the Nets can guard Ben like per se, like like physically. Like, if you look at the Wizards, the guys they're putting on him is like what Beal, Westbrook, both smaller than him, probably as quick as him. So, but because he's so so much bigger, he's you know dominating the paint, posting up a lot. But now, if you look at the Nets roster, like who's big and fast enough to guard him on one-on-one. But then now I'm thinking like, what if that's their intent is for him to get his points, but limit Joel and Toby from, you know, shooting threes and scoring it on and ones. Yeah. What do you think? Like we talked about this when uh, remember you went off versus the jazz, mm-hmm. but I think there's something to be said about that, but then you got to take into account our defense. You know, Matisse, Ben, uh, chasing them off the three-point line. I think we actually did a really good job last night chasing them off the three-point line. Like, Bertans had zero points. Mr. $80 million had zero points. And uh, he, he – Six fouls. Yeah, six, six fouls. He fouled out. Um, I, I think we I think we might have a chance, though. I think – but that defensive strategy is interesting because it could be like, okay, make Ben the scorer and shut down everyone else but then they also be like hey let's just shut down or let mb get his and then shut down all threes for everyone else too so it, that, that could definitely be their strategy that'd be really interesting but um and if the, my concern in the east would be the bucks because mm-hmm. the bucks are very good defensively and i could see them you know being the team that he's like okay we know how to guard ben we're gonna stick to that strategy but uh I don't know. We'll, we'll we'll see who we end up seeing in, in the Eastern Conference Finals. I don't know. But yeah, I mean, I think also, like, if we play the Nets, it'd be very interesting to see, like, a Ben that's getting his. You know what I mean? Like, you know, like, if if the Nets were saying, hey, we, we'll have, like, Ben beat us. But if you – if we're actually seeing the first time in our lives uh, Ben going – like, going off – during the playoffs, like that, that might look different and it might hurt. It might maybe make the Nets think again, like, Oh, maybe we yeah. should have done that. You know what I mean? And mentally they start yeah. adjusting, try to get to him. And then all of a sudden he's making the passes. Mm-hmm. So and I don't then, know. I think that's interesting. But before we get to the Eastern conference finals, we got to talk about you already brought up Tobias Harris, 19 points last night, nine of 13 shooting game one. He had 37 points June. Do you believe in Tobias Harris? We are we are known not to be the biggest fans of Tobias, but he's looks like GameStop Toby. When's the last time we actually gave Toby an official praise on the pod? Um, I would say we don't go out of our way to. <laughs> I'll tell you what, this season, he has basically told us to eat shit. He's been as good as we could have hoped for, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, The playoffs, we were concerned because he's had like 20-something playoff games under his belt. Not the best experience. I think he was with some lower-tier teams that got swept. Uh, Last year, we got swept. He was on the Pistons team that got swept by the Cavs, I think. Um, So he doesn't have the best track record in the playoffs. That being said, we needed to see him 
kind of instill confidence in himself. Mm-hmm. And I think he's doing it. We, we, we did talk like maybe it's because we're playing the Wizards. Sure. Uh, we're going to get the, the Knicks or the Hawks next round. I still think he can be fine in that series. So maybe this builds the confidence for him to get to the Eastern Conference Finals. Like you said, he's our, we'd like for him to be our third option. He's been a very nice fallback option when they can't get anything going. He can get his own shot. He can, you know, he's, he's pretty shifty. He gets to the rim. He makes his little mid-range fadeaway thing in the paint. Um, I don't know. This is – I'm kind of having my hopes raised. I, <laughs> oh, I'm like – I'm totally ready to go totally ignorant in this playoff series, like just turn a blind eye to everything. Like, uh, and I just want to, I want to root for him. I, I, uh, he is kind of making a fan out of me as if like, I, I'm rooting for him. I really am. Um, but do you think he'll keep it up? I think as Sixers fans, we are obliged to root <laughs> for our guys. Of course. But I Like, you know me, I was never really a big fan of Kobe. Never knew he would be here. Always thought he would be a Nick. <laughs> Maxed out there forever. But I think what game one kind of showed us was like when Embiid was in foul trouble, when Simmons wasn't scoring or being aggressive, like we had a guy that was keeping us afloat in a, in a playoff game. Like I'll bite, like Very Washington nice. isn't your greatest playoff threat, but they are a playoff team. And having Toby score more than his average, like what do you have, like 30 in the first half or something? Yeah, I think so. Or maybe 20 to 28, 28. Yeah, something, something crazy like that. That he, 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 he single handedly kept us afloat. Like if he didn't do that and if he went back to his old Toby himself, we would have lost game one and, yeah. and all hell would have broke loose. Game one, like, was possibly their game to steal with MB going in foul trouble off three absurd, insane foul calls. Like you never call those in the playoffs. And Toby might have single-handedly prevented that. Mm-hmm. And it was really nice to see that out of him when we needed it. And then, you know, he did seem like he ran out of gas in game one, coming up a few short on uh, some shots in the fourth quarter. But, you know, you and me had our criticisms of him. I think we're being too hard of him because if he made those good choices, he would have had a perfect game and no one's perfect. Uh, but it was, but Embiid after being rested in the first half, he brought us home and he closed out the game for us. So um, I don't know, like you brought up that we are Sixers fans, right? Uh, nothing would surprise us. And we think then we think negative of everything, but I'm going to ask you, do you feel a little different about this team? Because I, I remember feeling like past teams, like, for example, the 2019 team. I was thinking in my head, they're the Sixers, right? Like, it's, like, very strong in the back of my head. Like, they're the Sixers. They might fuck up something. They lost game one in blowout fashion to the Nets in the first round, uh, got blown out the first game of the Raptors series, and we're like, you know, they they are who they are. This year, I, I got to say, I feel a little different. They feel a little more, knock on wood, normal, to me like they did the normal things yesterday like they they clearly outclassed the wizards game one we've seen teams the higher seeds like for example the miami heat big three like they were down 17 to the igadala sixers in game one and they ended up coming back they they uh 
you know, fight hard for like a nine point win or something like that. Similar to what the Sixers did this year. I feel like they're a little normal, like a normal, <laughs> good team. They did the normal things. And I feel different about this team. How are you feeling, Jude? Do you I feel, feel like, that or no? I think that's a, no, I've, I've actually been feeling that way ever since Daryl Morey got here. Uh, every, yes, everything, every faith I had, was all on Maury. I knew he was going to do the right things, bring the right guys, and there's just something about Maury's aura that, you know, he keeps the city... Like, didn't we win the election because of Maury because he was here? And then... Yes, he, he sparked it. That's, that's all Maury. It's all because of Maury. It's all because of Maury. But, I mean, yeah, to be frank, like, watching these games, like, I do think there's something different about this team. Like, Maybe Joel's Joel and our team's more experienced. Like maybe we've been playing together for more than a year, more than six months. Because you know, past few teams, we've had a lot of turnover with our roster, and this is probably our first year where we had like our main guys and like Ben, Toby, yeah, and the whole year, and, and Joel throughout the whole year. And like, and I mean, Joel was hurt, but they they were like they were together since the off season, so. And they played with each other last year. So I think that's something that, like, I guess they built upon and that kind of shows in the playoffs when you have that kind of a continuity, I think. So I think we're looking pretty solid. Like, like if it was the 2000, let's say, 18, 19, or whatever team playing this Wizards team, maybe I'm scared shitless. Maybe we did lose game one. Maybe we looked pretty bad game two. But I... But I think with Doc, Maury, and Joel, Ben being more experienced, I think uh, I think there's some sense of calm there. I think they're a lot more composed this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think it helps, you know, Daryl made some very simple moves that MB was very happy with, let's be honest. Like, did you hear Embiid mm-hmm. on Danny Green's podcast? No, I didn't. You didn't? Okay, so he... <laughs> reiterated he said this like a thousand times that he did not want to be here last year like he didn't want to be in the gym not not sorry not in philadelphia he didn't want to be okay. when he goes to the, <laughs> uh, the the gym he mm. didn't feel like being there he didn't feel like playing basketball he wasn't himself mm. probably because of fucking al horford the fucking <laughs> loser it was ever since that carl anthony towns fight with Embiid, and Embiid's pumping up the crowd and al horford's in the corner with his hands on his hips like you know scolding them he probably said some stupid shit to Embiid after the game and he was probably pissed the, the whole fucking rest of the year. Mm. And he got rid of that loser. He brought in Danny Green, who I love, by the way. He just He's just always in the right place. He makes the right moves. He's doing a great job on Westbrook. He's not mm. even scared of Westbrook. He, to me, we'll talk about Westbrook, but like Westbrook doesn't even feel like a threat to me right now. Mm. Uh, anyway, so they just seem composed. And they, their head's in the game. And Bede, we're going to talk about him next. Um, he seems like he he's locked in like he knows what the job is and when it's time is when he starts showing mb to get like mm-hmm. he was serious for the, like the first two games basically and then he gets that and one and he does the thrust the process celebration and he's pandering to the crowd and he's like screaming he see did you see that roar he took at a half court after he made that three that put us up by 20 and he he looked like he was holding in that like anger 
for well over a year. So like since they got Al Horford and that was, that was awesome to see. And like Toby, you brought up, put his team on the back. They, I think someone asked him like, what was your mindset when Embiid got into foul trouble? And he was like, let's just do what we did when Embiid got hurt. And I think they went like seven and three in that stretch or something like that. And uh, I just think mentally this seems tougher. I think Toby's tougher. I think, you know, you said, you mentioned Ben, he definitely knows what is said about him. Let's let's be honest. He's a 24 year old with all the access to the world's technology and Twitter and Instagram. He knows, he knows what's being said of him. And I like that he responded. Um, So I think this team's mentally tougher. Like you said, the continuity, this is the first time in Embiid's probably what five-year career that he's had the same team end to end. So I, I like it. And, uh, we keep saying we're playing the Wizards, but, you know, you go and play who's in front of you. And, uh, and I like what I say. Um, I did bring up Embiid. Uh, what do you think about how he's played in the first two games? Because I think he's he, – he might be, like, pacing himself a little bit. Uh, it didn't have that many points in the first half last game. Uh, but he – in the first game, he brought us home. He made all, like, three clutch shots. And last game, he – in the second half with the and one and the threes and – he was awesome. What do, you, what do you think? So game one, MB gets in foul trouble, plays like four minutes in the first half, and he still ended up with 30 points somehow, right? Somebody and then, gotcha. yeah, I think he had 30 points. And then second game, I didn't really – I don't think I really paid You're right, he did. much. He did. And then he ended up, I think, below 20 points. I think he had second 22. Game. He ended up with 22. 22. But, you know, he's not taking this team seriously. Like, come on, let's be real. Like, it's the Wizards. He knows who he has to beat to get to the finals, either the Nets or the Bucks. Maybe he'll try against the Knicks because if or Knicks or the Hawks, like, they'll make it interesting. But I think he knows what the end goal is. Like, he's not going to go all out first few games and, like, the first uh, few rounds against the eighth seed and, Whoever we play next he round, he doesn't have to. He doesn't have to. He because he knows it's 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 a it's going to be physical when it's a real team like like the Raptors series. Like he probably remembers that, so he's going to try to definitely pace himself. It's you know what I really love, and the first two games he hasn't played more than thirty minutes. What twenty six last game, and I think mm. he played. I'm sorry, he hasn't played more than thirty. He played thirty minutes first game. Uh, and then only 26 minutes last game. None of the starters played more than 30 minutes last game, which is nice. They brought in the young pups there for the entire go. fourth quarter. They didn't play the entire fourth quarter, and that's phenomenal in a playoff game. That's that's awesome. I love that. It's the old-fashioned load management in the playoffs. Um, speaking of those young pups, I'm going to include Thibault on in this. Absurd. Thibault is absurd. Like <laughs> – if he gains any offense, man, like he's going to be a better Danny Green, a better Bruce Bowen, because he – I could be biased, but – no, I don't think it's biased. He is the most phenomenal defender I've ever seen because his defense, like, sticks out. And for, like, a casual fans like me, you know, I it's it's hard for defense to stick out that much. you got to be really looking for it. And he just makes play after play. He basically stole um, Hachimura's soul. He blocked him, and the guy and he ended up falling, and he threw the ball right into Matisse's hands. 
He had five steal. Oh, sorry, five blocks and four steals in twenty minutes. Twenty minutes. Twenty minutes. He's gonna be on the all offensive team. It could be the second team. Who cares? But he has been awesome, and he has that ability, hopefully, to just change the tide of the game in like a little a little stretch. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm I'm excited to see him how he plays out through the rest of the playoffs. He's gonna get really valuable experience. I used to take playoff experience like for granted. Like when the, when the Sixers of Iguodala, Drew Holiday, like who cares about playoff experience? They got swept by the Heat. But uh, I really do think the, these minutes for the young pups, that's nice. For like next year for B-Ball Paul, Maxi, they'll be ready for the rotation. But um, Thibault has been absolutely absurd. Do you have anything to add about Thibault? Yeah, I think, one, if he builds a, a respectable jumper, let's say, like 30, 35% from three, like he will be so dangerous because that will actually make him playable and play more than 20 minutes a game if he's shooting at a 30 to 35% clip from three. Like, watch out, League. And then I think the fact that he's playing and getting this experience, like guarding Beal and good perimeter players, like that's going to help us, I think, when we play against the Nets. Like he's he's seen and guarded really good perimeter players. And I think with Thibel, like the more he plays, I feel like he really absorbs everything that he – that like that gets put into game situation because like if you've seen him from last year and this year like well last year was a rookie like he you can see he was a rookie he had these rookie mistakes falling for for, like these veteran moves yeah and now you don't really see that much often anymore like he he kind of gets it yeah he's like he he's so much more composed like i said he's just He's more confident. I think he knows he's a world-class defender. He's not being baited. He's not fouling as much as he was when he was a rookie. He's been phenomenal, and he's going to have stretches this year where he just swings the game. And I'm, I'm really excited to see it because he, we're going to need him. He, if he plays the Nets, he's going to be on the floor a lot, man. Yep. He's going to have to. You're going to have no choice. And I, I'm, I'm all for it. I, I want to see it. But – I, I, I got nothing but good things to say about Stiebel. If if he ends up shooting league average from three, how much is his next contract going to be? Um, definitely more than that guy on the Clippers who played zero minutes and got 60-something, 80-something million for his next contract. No, it was uh, oh, Kennard? Yeah, Kennard. Oh, uh, Kennard? <laughs> yeah. Played zero minutes, didn't he? Zero minutes at the first four years, 64 million. Um, I have to apologize, by the way. Four years, sixty-four million for Marcus Morris. I said that was. I'm, I'm going to own up to it. Knuckle Wood too. I said that was better value than Toby. <laughs> you have to understand that I was still mad about Toby about Game Four versus the Raptors, and then he went out in the playoffs with no Ben, and he totally stuck it up. You cannot deny that he was hor- horrific versus the Celtics at last year in the playoffs. Uh, I'm going to own up to it. Hey, we're wrong a lot. We have wrong takes, you know, all the time. Mm-hmm. We're right, we're wrong, but I I have to – I still haven't apologized about Toby, but I have to apologize about that Marcus Morris statement that I, that I gave because he's a fucking loser, man. Luka Doncic <laughs> is like, this guy can't guard me. 
he's like he's screaming in Kleber's face when Kawhi dunked on him, and then all of a sudden the Mavs win. Like, oh, the Clippers are a dumpster fire. I hope they get swept. I would absolutely love that. They blamed everything on Doc last year. Paul George is a like little bitch. You know, it's I, I love it. Uh, anyway, I went on a total tangent. I'm sorry. Um, Maxi. Oh man, Tyrese Maxi should be rookie of the year if it wasn't for the stretch he didn't play. <laughs> Dave should be making a pile of money. He was awesome. He was awesome. Mm. Uh, rookie that I don't know if I've seen a rookie like thoroughly improve that much throughout one year. You know, um, he deserves all of Shake's minutes. I think. I think Shake has been absolutely horrific. We were very worried about Shake going to the playoffs. And he's proven us right, you know, sloppy with the ball, not hitting his shots, uh, bad around the rim, making bad decisions. We knew he wasn't going to get foul calls. And Maxi is, you know, he's shifty. He's getting to the rim. Uh, he's drawing fouls and he's playing defense. I think he's learning from Matisse. You see he has that similar block from around the back on the jump shot on someone. I think Maxi should get all of Shake's minutes. Do you agree? Yeah, but knowing Doc, I don't think he's going to play Maxi. Because I don't, I don't think though. Doc really likes playing the young guys like un- yeah. until until the until the game's out of hand. But like I don't know what's wrong with Shake, like like did he get hurt somewhere in the midpoint of the season or something cuz something's really not right. Early on, he had like a stretch where he like looked really confident and he had like, you know, he was scoring like 20 points a game. I don't know what happened to him, man. I, I, uh, early in the season, I was like, okay, this guy's going to be, you know, good for, and he wasn't bad for us. He averaged like over 12 points a game. He almost, he almost averaged 13 points a game, but he looks like a deer in the headlights, man. He looks, he looks really bad in this playoffs. And, uh, I'm sad because he did have playoff experiences last year. So I was hoping he was going to be better this year. Uh, I feel bad for him. I, I, I was towards the end of the last game where he was in during garbage time. I'm like, please get him a bucket. Let's let him get a bucket. He still couldn't get one. Uh, he just looks like he is overthinking things, mm. and he's just not comfortable out there. And it's just – if he continues to play like this, you you can't keep playing him. You can't. There's no way. Um, I don't know. The Doc's all-bench lineup centers around – Oh, my shape, God. So I don't know. I, I, <laughs> I, forgot that th- I forgot to include that on my outline, the all-bench lineups. <laughs> Although the all bench lineup in the fourth quarter, we were only up by 14. And I'm I'm in the stadium screaming, Doc, what the fuck are you doing, man? It's the playoffs. You can't go all bench in the playoffs. And they extended the lead to 27. <laughs> so I don't know. But then the, Washington did obviously concede, but they were on the court a little bit with Brad Beal. Um mm. Westbrook was there before you know he hurt his ankle. Um and sure versus the Wizards, but please do not pull out the all bench lineup in the second round or, yeah. or the Eastern conference finals or the finals. I don't know. But, uh, Seth got hurt. We mentioned mm-hmm. that earlier. Um, who starts for him if he doesn't come back? Oh God. We have to put a starter in. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh if, my if goodness. No Seth. Who's, who's starting for, for the Sixers? I mean, next game. I mean, I would love to see Maxi, but, I think George Hill is going to start. I have a different answer. I'm surprised you didn't say this because you've said this in the regular season. Corkmaz. 
I would put in Corkmaz. He wasn't bad last night. He obviously didn't look like he was deserving a massive minutes, but I think you need to replace the shooting that Seth does and the willingness to shoot. Like George Hill, obviously, statistically over the last few years, a great catch and shoot three point shooter, but he doesn't take him that much. Mm-hmm. I think you need the pull of Corkmaz just to start out the game, see how he does. He, I thought he held his own last night. Uh, I would personally put Corkmaz. Uh, I could see George Hill. Uh, I don't think they throw in Maxi in the starting lineup, but we'll see. Hopefully, Seth's okay. Um, their doctor didn't really say much after the game, so we'll see. Game three is on Saturday. Um, Seth's been good. Seth has been good. He's he's getting open. He's making some contested shots. Uh, I would hate to lose him, but if we did have to, it's the first round, so we'll probably be fine. Um, Seth get her wait is game one where Seth got punched and got kicked in the nuts I was it and he went Maybe. to the locker room and came back he did. I think it was game one he did. Okay. it was game one it was game one okay. um, ooh. Ooh, rough I, for him here I uh, random but last game this is how you know I'm turning on Toby I'm not turning on him like turning like for, for, for the better positive he went out to ankle injury Dude, I was like down, and I was like so upset. Like, um, I was with uh, my friends Drew, uh, Parth, and Mike, and like I was like silent until he came back. Like my head was in my knees. Like I was like, oh my god, this can't happen. Like this, this cannot be happening. Because if we all know, if we lose Toby, we're done. Mm-hmm. If we lose, we need every one of our players. If we lose our, like we're done. And Toby's very important to what we need to do. I was, I was so, I was like, oh my God, this can't be happening. I was so upset because it, it didn't look great. It looked really mm-hmm. bad. Well, I didn't initially see what happened. So I'm like, oh my God, is that an Achilles? Because I didn't see the contact. And so I was like, I was really upset. And like, I don't think everyone else like was upset as I was. So maybe it was just me being doomsday news. But uh, that's how I know. I'm starting to, I'm starting to grow. You know, Toby's starting to grow on me. We got three years left. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, before we move on, I need to talk about Bradley Beal because uh, you've heard me say that, like, yeah, he's good, but is he that good? You know, he's really fucking good. Man. <laughs> he's really good. Uh, it's obviously easier to say that when you're watching him in a playoff game, but he's like, he's way like shiftier than I thought he was. Like, mm-hmm. almost like a James Harden shiftiness. Not quite, but like there, like he was working very hard for those buckets, though. But he mm. was getting them, and uh, which was fine for us because, like, you know, it was just like it was a Brad Beal versus five of us. But he is really fucking good. He's almost automatic when he's wide open. Uh, I love Bradley Beal. I'd be scared if he does the man trade and goes off to another team with like a mm. competent supporting cast because I think he'll make any contender or near contender really, really good. And uh, I got to give, I got to give props for Brad Bill. You were telling me, you were telling me Brad Bill's really good and I didn't believe it. And uh, I, yeah, I know, I know he is. He's really good. Um, Westbrook. I don't even feel like he's a threat, man. Like I am not scared of Westbrook at all. And I think they know how they're, they're going to continue guarding him, how they've been guarding him. And I think it's going to work because I don't think he's made a three in the first two games and they've been like bricks. 
He's had multiple shots where he shot over the backboard, like diagonally. He's trying to bank it, and it hits over the rim. It hits the backboard, goes over the rim, which is like the worst looking shot ever. Uh, here, this is gonna lead to my next question. For oh, you tell me how you feel about Westbrook, but I was gonna ask you how does the series end? It can't go more than five. I'm upset if it goes more than five, and I think it might be a sweep. What do you think? <clears throat> Uh, I mean, I would love to be a sweep, but I feel like there's going to be one game where either Bradley Beal goes for, like, 40 and Westbrook gets his triple-double. I'll but, tell you what, I mean, though. Like, Beal's been getting his points, and it hasn't even mattered, dude. Yeah, but, you know, Washington's letting uh 10,000 people in now, so maybe they take one away from us when we're – when that bad away six years – team shows up again from 2019 so i don't know but uh speaking of westbrook man i think he's on a the wrong side of 30 or whatever how old he is now because when we were at game one and then i saw game two those mid-range bank that he usually makes like that is off like it is like you said it's not even hitting the rim it's it's just a hard brick. <laughs> it's bad. It's very bad. So, man, uh, it's it's sad to see him go the go go this way, but but man, it's it's oh my gosh, I don't even know what to say. It's yeah, I, I guess, like Westbrook too. Like I, I think I I I did. Mikey loves Westbrook. One of his, probably his favorite player, but I always argue about how good he is. But like, I really do root for him, and I feel bad that I don't like seeing this. I mean, for the Sixers, I do. But I don't like seeing a player on the downside of their career. I think he just needs a reduced role. Mm. I think he's got to accept that he's – I mean, that contract, that's going to be tough. But I think he needs to accept that he can't be the guy anymore. I think he'd be a great, like, six man, mm-hmm. you know, and just, like, do the little things because he's still a good athlete, you know, high energy, plays tough. Um, but, man, I don't even – I'm not – feeling any ounce of, of – I'm not afraid of him at all, you know. Um, did you see that the Wizards are limiting the tickets for game three and four to only, like, Maryland and Virginia residents? Oh, no way. It's, uh, I was originally supposed to go to NYC this weekend to, like, do, like, a, like a, get a bunch of really good food, but it's raining. Oh. I'm like almost tempted to drive down to DC and have like I, I know someone in Maryland get me tickets, you know, and just like <laughs> and just show up, you know. But uh I think it ends in either a sweep or five games. I don't think the Wizards have shown us any indication that they could beat us. Um game one, we always say don't read it too much in, into game one. That was their chance to steal a game and they still didn't do it. Um and like their centers were making like absurd shots. Like Alex Len, uh, Robin Lopez had, had like five hook shots. I don't think that's sustainable. I think what the Sixers are doing is sustainable. Mm-hmm. I think they'll continue scoring on the Wizards. And I, I mean, I could see a night where it's like, okay, they get re- the Wizards get really hot, and the Sixers don't care that much, and maybe they still won. But I think if they win Game Three, I think it's going to be a sweep. Agreed. Agreed. Um, all right. So. Uh, we are we already. I had game one on my list, but we kind of already talked about it. Um, real quick, I want to talk about the heavy criticism that Ben was getting. Uh, it's like he was great in the game, but like 
I don't think the criticisms were like that bad. Like it was nothing was that was said was untrue. Like you can't go over six from the free throw line. It would have been the game would have been out of hand if you made half of those. Um, but like th- these aren't these are facts. They're not anything like you know absurd that we're saying. Um, and he responded. And game two, that's the bet we need to see. And hopefully he can keep it up. Uh, I think you know it's a playoffs and we're not going to go undefeated here. So, you know, everyone will have their bad games and maybe that's one of them in the game one. And he still had 15 assists, 15 boards. He forced Bradley Beal on the turnovers. He was very good. All, all of Beal's points were like on switches. Mm-hmm. He, he barely scored against Ben. And Ben even blocked him on one when like he talked a little shit on that. I love that. Um, but that's all I have from game one. Uh, I already asked you how the series ends. Um, so now I'm going to ask you, to update your answer, or if you're just, if you're going to keep it, uh, we early in the season or before the season, we all said the Sixers will lose in the second round. I think all of us said that. Uh, we updated it towards the end of the season, uh, middle to the end. I honestly don't remember what I said because I, I flip flop back and forth. I know you said each Eastern Conference Finals. Um, actually, you might have said Eastern Conference Finals in the in the beginning, didn't you? Yeah, you did. Why didn't you correct me? You know, seriously, confidence. Uh, <laughs> So, June, are you changing your outlook for the how the season ends? Oh, my God. Oh. You know, I'm just going to keep it the same because I don't want to say something different and then get disappointed. You're going to stick with it? I want to so I want to stick with it. Like, I mean, it will be a plus if, if they can get out of the Eastern Conference Finals. But sticking to my original – plan my original assumption i think uh eastern conference finals who are we losing to you guys might hate me for this i think dave might ban me from the from the pod i think i think i I think the oh no no i don't think you're crazy for that no i really I'll i'll tell you what if the bucks who look great by the way are they still are they still killing the heat they're up 30. <laughs> oh my god. What? Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah, man. Is my is are they that good or is Miami that bad? I, I haven't watched it. Oh no, I can't. I think Dave was right that Miami was a fluke. I I you know what? Like I'm gonna stick. I think that was like our stance for a while, and no one wanted to say it because we didn't want to jinx anything. Because mm-hmm. last year was so unusual, and it was like the perfect fuck you Philadelphia season. Like it was everything that played out last year was perfect to cursing Sixers fans. Like Jimmy going to the heat and us say he's retiring and he going to the fucking finals and Al Horford being a fucking dumbass. I think it was a fluke. I think it was just a weird 2020 year. I think we all said that Jimmy Butler was like very good, but not like what he was last year. I think mm-hmm. that was an outlier. So maybe, but anyway, um, back to your point about the Bucks. I'll tell you what, June. If the Bucks beat the Nets, who look great, albeit versus a you know a really bad Celtics team this year, who just they're not in it this year. If they beat the Nets, like they could beat us. Like they could definitely beat us. You know, um, I'm worried about the Bucks because of the defense, mm-hmm. Drew Holiday, and their study. And you know, I just um, I don't think you're crazy at all for that prediction. I could definitely see that happening. And you know what? With the Bucks beating the life out of the Heat, 
I get a little like hint of like this might be their time, mm. you know, and they're obviously conquering and thriving like they're conquering their demons of what mm. happened last year. And I respect that. And I, we mm. we had we discussed whether like like what are they doing? They should just tank and they can play the Knicks. Mm. I, I gotta give them props, man. They're like, no, we'll play the Heat, and they're they're they might they're they're gonna sweep them. They're going yeah. to sweep the Heat. And uh, I used to say that I wasn't scared of the Bucks, and I was pretty confident we beat them. I'll tell you what, not anymore. I'm not that confident. I think we could still we could still definitely beat them. I'm not as confident as I was, and they could definitely beat us. So um, I respect that you're, you're staying with the same answer throughout the entire year. My answer is a little more complicated than that. <laughs> I don't even know if I'll give you a direct answer, but – I think, let me just say, anything can happen. <laughs> we lost to the fucking quadruple doink, and I firmly believe we would have won the finals if, if, if we won that game. I'll tell you what, I said this, I'll take you, I'll pick you back three or so years ago when Carson Wentz went down. <laughs> and we had to be, uh, we had to, fit, we beat the Rams that night. We had to beat the Giants and the Raiders to get home field. And I said to myself, I probably told I told everyone this. I said, listen, like I was down, I was down bad when Wentz went down. Like I mm-hmm. I was freaking out. I was throwing shit. I went to Target and spent like 500 bucks or some shit. And I ended up settling down. And I was like, look, if you get home home field advantage, like anything can happen in those games. And there was that miracle versus Atlanta where they somehow didn't score on us, beat the shit out of the Vikings, got to the Super Bowl, anything could fucking happen. If we take one of these teams in the Eastern Conference Finals, the Nets or the Bucks, to Game 7, we're not losing Game 7. I think it's going to be one of those moments where, you know, when the Eagles were in the NFC Championship, were like dancing to Meek Mill, and they're like, anybody can get it that night, like they're not losing. I don't think we're losing that Game 7. And I think my prediction is if we get out of the Eastern Conference Finals, we're winning the whole thing. Mm. That's my genuine thought. But that's obviously very, you know, like a lot has to happen for that to happen. <laughs> um, my heart says this Sixers team can win the championship. Mm-hmm. I think there's a different vibe with them that it's just like, it's like starting to build some confidence in me. Um Fuck, but my heart says we lose in the Eastern Conference Finals, and uh, mm. it ha- it would have to be in six because I told if we get the game seven, what? if we get the game seven, we're winning. We're not losing in Philly, game seven. That's true. Twenty years removed from the NBA Finals, we're we're not losing that game. I I think, and six is nothing to scoff at. You know, six is a a tight series depending on how you play it. Mm. Um. My my head says that we lose in the Eastern Conference Finals to the Nets to the Bucks. Mm. Uh, you think the Bucks are going to win? Oh. I don't know if I'm ready to give my prediction on that. Okay. Because the Bucks look phenomenal, man. They look great. Yeah. But like the Nets are like, such star power. Just, if, if I had the gun to my head, I think I would choose the Bucks. I I can't fathom a team coming together like in such a short time that the Nets have 
and winning going to the final. It just seems so far fetched to me. And I know they, if there's a team that could do it, it's them. They have the talent. Harden, Kyrie, Durant, or Harden and Durant might be a, like two of the top five players in the league when healthy. Um, so if healthy, it's hard for me to choose against them. But like, they've only played like eleven games, ten games together. And the Bucks have the continuity. They improve because Bledsoe was dreadful. Let's be honest. Drew Holiday is a huge upgrade over Bledsoe. I think the continuity could put the Bucks over the top. And uh, I get a little hint of the Bucks like on a mission this mm. postseason. So uh, <laughs> I'll get to your prediction. My my heart says the Sixers win the whole thing, which is yes. obviously obviously the heart. There you go. My, uh, I guess my real prediction is I, I think we lose to the Bucks in six in the Eastern Conference Finals. Man. Um, it pains me to say. Um, it's just like I also can't fathom the Sixers winning a championship. You know? <laughs> me neither. Just, it's, just like, it's so weird. It's like I tell you, I keep bouncing back and forth. Uh, but like the Sixers winning a championship, June, we're done. Yeah, we're done. I'm done. We're done. That's the last pod that night. will be the last pod. We're going to party. Hopefully, if everyone, you know, you know, in the streets of Broad Street, COVID's oh, over yeah. anyway. Let's be honest. Like, cause uh, they, dude, they have us in the seats, like right next to people, and everyone's taking <laughs> off their masks. Like, it's like it's whatever. Um, that would be the craziest moment of all time if the Sixers won the championship. And uh, I hope I hope it happens, but uh, we'll see. I hope they prove me wrong. They've been proving me wrong all year, so we'll go with that. Uh, real quick before I let you go, where I think we're coming like close to an hour. Um, Knicks Hawks, who's gonna win that series? Ooh. What did I say before? Before the series started, I think we said we all said Hawks. I said Hawks. Oh, I, I think the Hawks are gonna win, but I would love to see the Knicks win. I think like Knicks being good. And the garden being like that electric is like so good for the NBA. I hate when people say that. I hate when people say that. <laughs> so the NBA wasn't good when the Knicks were like the Knicks were bad. The NBA, we have so many good teams. If the Knicks were bad this year, the NBA is not good. Like we could have like eight teams win the championship this year, and you're, the Knicks are good. So the Knicks have no chance of winning the championship. They don't. We're gonna we're gonna beat them in five. We're gonna beat them in five. But I don't know the. Those videos I saw about on uh, the garden going nuts yeah, and Reggie awesome. Bullock awesome. three, I'm like, awesome. that looks like a crazy atmosphere. I don't know what it is, man. I think I'm slowly believing that the Knicks, the New York is the mecca of basketball. It is. It <laughs> actually is. I'll tell you what. No, you're you're actually right. It's 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 awesome. Like they're all outside of MSG, like chanting, "We want Brooklyn." For first of all, they don't know how brackets work because they're not getting Brooklyn; they're getting us. Um, good for them. Good for them. Mm-hmm. I mean, people were making fun of them, like, oh, like, it, even I did. Like, you win one game, you don't know how to act. <laughs> Good for them. Like, Let them enjoy it. <laughs> I don't think people realize how shitty, like, obviously, the Knicks fans had nothing to do with the team. Like, they didn't run the team, you yeah. know? They, I think we've been through some shit. I think the Knicks have also been through some shit. I don't want to get into an argument who has been through more shit because – Drew Brush is going to yell at me saying, you you won 50 games the past three, four years. And he's going to yell at me for that and you know, having a good team. But, like, we've had some weird, weird shit that happened to us. But the Knicks have this, like, every time the Knicks 
it's just like every season this goes downhill. You know, every time <laughs> they had that one good season after Linsanity where they won 53 games or whatever. And then it's just like they mess up everything. They fuck up everything. Like they the Mello, the Stoudemire, uh, mm. you know, even earlier, like it's just like the Trust Freewell. I thought <laughs> Stefan Marbury, uh, oh, I could, Eddie Curry, I could go on. Like there's there's a review in our Apple Pods going through everything. That if you guys want to see that summary, it's it is really bad. It's very bad. So I good for them. We're gonna we're gonna kill them. <laughs> there's this uh, there's this one Knicks fan who's talking shit to me. I'm like, dude, you gotta beat the Hawks first, man. And uh, I'll tell you, what, the Hawks blew it. They should have won last game because then the series is over. They they totally blew it. Uh, I still think the Hawks win because I think they have so much firepower. Um, but I I. I think the Hawks are going to win. I, I think we still beat the Hawks pretty handily too, but they have like the firepower to like scare us a bit and maybe still a game. Um, mm-hmm. But we'll see what happens with that. Um, like we said, we should be talking Eastern Conference Finals. Um, Nets look great. Bucks look great. Anything to add about them before we go? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> The Nets like the Nets aren't even running plays, dude. They're, they're, yeah, they're so much Nets better are... than the Celtics. Oh, they're... Jeff Green's hurt. Yeah, that's, that doesn't matter. Come on, they'll be fine. Uh, but a, ba- a pretty like a lingering injury. Yeah, uh, plantar fasciitis, whatever they call. It. I, don't, I can't pronounce it. Um, yeah, that lingers. So, um, Mavs Clippers. Is that tonight? Love it. Is it? No, no, no. Tomorrow night. Tomorrow night. Lakers oh, Suns tonight. Luca's uh, making a fan of me, man. He's he's making a fan of me. I like the I like the shit he's talking, man. Talk that talk, mm, Luca. I yeah. love it. Um, I also don't like the Clippers. Like that, I yeah. I hate. Did I go on my Kawhi Leonard rant? Like in the text, probably. <laughs> I fucking hate him. <laughs> he's a, such a fucking bitch, dude. Like, are you kidding me? He was God. He was absolutely God versus us. He we shut everyone down. Siakam did nothing. Fred Van Vliet did nothing. He made the most absurd, absurd shots versus the Sixers, including that three-pointer in game four, including the quadruple doink. Absolutely unstoppable. The best playoff run I've ever seen. I've ever witnessed with my eyes, including LeBron. Every time I've had to watch this fucking loser <laughs> since, he chokes away every close game. Every close game. Are you? They blew a three-to-one lead last year. They're gonna get. They, they could possibly get swept by the Mavericks. Fuck you, Kawhi. You had to go off for one fucking postseason for the Raptors. God damn it. We should have won that year. It's so annoying. I like. I'd be. I'd feel so much better if he was like the like same Kawhi. He has an arguably better team in the Clippers. Like, why are they not better? It makes me so mad. Why are you deferring to Paul George? Why are you deferring <laughs> to Marcus Morris? You. We're God. You were Jesus. What mm-hmm. happened? Why are you? Def- why aren't you guarding Luca? I-, I haven't really watched actually. It, it kind of cr- it's crazy to me how Paul George and him c- together can't like limit Luca. I don't know who they're throwing on him. I have the games have been really late. I haven't been able to watch them. Mm-hmm. Luca's killing them. He's carving them up. Mm-hmm. Um, that's my Kawhi. Rant. Fuck you, Kawhi. I fucking you're the worst person in the world. I hate you so much. I, I don't think I, I I don't hate anyone more than I hate Kawhi Leonard. Um, Suns Lakers. 
We always say don't read the game one, but like Chris Paul's hurt. I think mm. the Lakers are going to take this series. What are you going to do? Go ahead. Chris Paul's basically playing with one arm. Like the guy can't dribble straight anymore. It's, it's, I feel so bad for him. Like yes. every chance he gets in the playoffs just, just gets hurt. It's just, just unlucky, man. I don't even like Chris Paul and I feel like that because that's, that's my worst nightmare. That's my worst nightmare. Like, yeah, they're up three to two when he was with the Rockets. They're up three to two versus the Warriors. Definitely could have won. Pulls his hamstring. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know he's definitely gotten hurt when he was with the Clippers. Yeah, he definitely has. Um, and then and now this and now like the, the the Phoenix Suns are like in the playoffs again for the first time in what ten years, eleven years. Uh, Booker after being called like not a winning player, like there and then Chris Paul gets hurt. First game of the playoffs gets hurt, and I tell you what. Uh, you know, I'm sending my sympathies because that's my worst fear. And I can't imagine going through the entire year playing so well. And then like, just like that, it's, it's done. And uh, I feel really bad. I hope he, I hope he is fine and they can make it a series, but if he's not hundred percent, the Lakers are going to easily take it and, you know, continue good fortune for the Lakers. Of course, mm. <laughs> you know, always good fortune for them. Always get lucky uh, with their Mickey Mouse championship last year. Anthony Davis is, should not be in the same family or same category as Embiid and, and Jokic. He's just not. He yeah. had his own team for eight something years, and they won one playoff series. Stop it. He's not with them. He's not. The, he's not an All NBA first team center. He's not an. All, he's. He's not. He's just not. He's not this. He doesn't have it like Embiid and even Jokic does. He's. He doesn't. Um, I got a little ranty at the end. Um, this is what it's for. Get off the chest. That's therapy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anything to add, June, before we go? Uh, when's game three? Saturday. What? We get three days off again? Yeah, oh, yeah. Um, Saturday and then game four will be Monday. So then it goes back to one day rest or whatever. One day. So, so I hope um, we uh, finish them out, I guess. Game three. We're going to win? I hope so. That's enough rest. For Curry to be back, hopefully, you know, I just, uh, I just want us to get out. You know, we gotta get out of this series and the next series healthy, healthy. like healthy. That's, that's, it, that's, that's the our key. number one. Yeah, I think you if you look back, yeah, yeah, like if you look back, like all the winners, like they've all been healthy. Like, look at the Raptors, Warriors, Warriors are all hurt. Raptors were the healthiest team. So, come on, let's go. Health. It's like. Come on, guys. Like, come on, sports gods. Like, all these dynasties, like, I've never, like, I think I said this in the last pod, like, I've never appreciated the ability for these dynasties to stay healthy. MJ, LeBron, never had a, a catastrophic injury that ruined their seasons. Uh, the Warriors, five straight finals. The Lakers, uh, like, three, four finals in five years or something like that. The Spurs, you know, continuous success like just throw us a bone come on we've been through some shit we're good we're gonna eventually do the weird shit that happened to us podcast it's gonna be like five hours long like come on just get us a healthy team versus the bucks and the nets and i did predict us to lose but i like our like i'll take the chances i i want to see it play out i if, if we lose, we lose i just let us see the entire thing play out i'm begging you basketball gods 
Kawhi, you you owe us for Kawhi. You fucking owe us. Come on. Um, <laughs> that being said, Dave, I hope you're enjoying it in Miami. Uh, he sent us pictures of that of that steak that looked awesome. Uh, their their house looks dope. <laughs> Dave's not going down there to Miami getting a fillet. That settles the debate. He's not getting a fucking fillet. Uh, June, that is all I got for you. Any anything to plug before we go? Uh, I don't know if my friend still listens to this, but my one of my best, one of my good friends uh, from church when I used to go to church in uh, in middle school and high school, getting married this Saturday. So. There you go. Paul, if you're listening, congratulations, man. I'll be there tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Congrats, Paul. Trust the process. Go Sixers. We're going to win game three. Uh, June, that is all I got for you. All right. Sounds good, man. All right, buddy. Take care. All right. See ya. Trust the process. Yeah.